Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We talked SEC Media Days earlier in the day, and there's nobody better than to to get a perspective on that in the upcoming college football season than CBSSports.com, college football writer, guru CBS Sports HQ, a host, Sirius XM College Sports Radio, that's Channel 84, our friend Barrett Salee, who's on Twitter at his name, at Barrett Salee. Barrett, what's up, buddy? Oh, not much, Bill. Just enjoying everybody making the rounds here in Nashville. I, dude, I when I was a Kansas City Star reporter, I I loved Big Twelve Media Days, and that would obviously pale in comparison to what you're at now. And I'm I'm so I don't know about you, I'm just I'm fascinated, intrigued, a little pre horrified about the the, the Jimbo Fisher Bobby Petrino pairing. <laughs> you, just give me your t- like. Am I missing something? Is this some sort of incredible magical stew that I just I don't see clearly for what it's going to be? No, you see it accurately. I mean, I don't think that Jimbo could have had a worse answer about who's going to be play, uh, calling the plays than he did yesterday when uh, he basically said he hopes that he called that Bobby calls the best plays. That just that, that doesn't seem accurate to me. It says that uh, Bobby was a force hire from above and Jimbo being stubborn, didn't want to make it and doesn't want to give up play calling duties and I think if you go back and look at how Jimbo's answered that question, I don't know, for the last five or six months, you can you can connect some dots. And that has got to make a lot of people in College Station feel very uneasy because the offense really hasn't clicked ever under Jimbo uh, in College Station. So uh, it is, uh, from, a, from a personality standpoint, you couldn't ask for a, for a more odd couple. And simply from a play calling standpoint, I don't I don't think that's going to work very well either. Barrett, obviously, being the CEO of a football team of a college football team is different than being a coordinator. is different than calling plays. But just in a vacuum, in a good culture, it doesn't like either of those things are are the reality at A and M. But who's the better offensive mind? Who's the better play caller between the two guys? If you had to pick, if I had to pick, I would probably say Petrino, just because we've seen Jimbo lately. However, you know, I think the last time Petrino was in Power 5 football was when 
uh, at Louisville, he was the head coach and getting smoked by Georgia Tech and getting let go on his own television show <laughs> when it re-aired. So I think for for Jimbo to to call plays, we know what that is. It's an established product. Uh, right now, after Bobby's gone down a couple of levels and had a reasonable amount of success, we think that he can – can improve things, but hope is not a strategy. And and right now, if you're a Texas A&M fan, if you're a Texas A&M booster, if you're a Texas A&M alum, really the strategy is hope, and that's not a way to go about it. Barrett Slee, two, two-part question here, last sort of part of this conversation with you on, on A&M. Just based on the roster and the reality of, of, of the conference they play in, what is the realistic outcome, hope, perspective, goal for, for this program? And to what degree, if any, given his buyout, do you think Jimbo Fisher is under actual hot seat if he can't live up to realistic expectations? Well, if he gets fired, we have a story up on CBSSports.com that, that details what his buyout is after every single season. And it, it changes after game to game, obviously. But if it's after this season, it's a little over seven, uh, $76 million. So, that's unrealistic. So they are stuck with him. But I think at some point, and I don't think that points this year, but maybe it is next year, does Texas A&M design, uh, decide to make a, a short-term revenue hit in order to you know, keep, uh, make themselves you know, uh, in the black down the road when the new TV contract uh, starts bringing that money in? I don't think it's this year, which is really, really tough for Ross Bjork and, and that athletic department, the decision makers over there, because it, it, it's not going to change. It, it doesn't seem like it's going to change, but you're stuck in a situation like this. So I don't think he's on the hot seat, but he's in a very untenable situation where if he doesn't succeed, I, don't, I, I think they're stuck in mediocrity for a long time. I mean, that is not what you're supposed to be paying for. Barrett Salee here on, on the show. I'm Bill Ryder. This is Ryder, the new CBS Sports Radio. Barrett, obviously, George is massively, massively talented, but there have been some off-field issues, to say the least, this year in terms of accusations and, and, and drama. Uh, to what degree do you think Kirby Smart is handling this effectively? And to what degree, if any, do, do you think it impacts the on-field product this season? Well, we just had him in, in our room. It's not going to affect the on-field product. I, I just I don't think that's realistic. No, it's it's a separate sort of issue, but I think the issue is overblown to an extent. Obviously there are some really serious things that have happened. The, the car accident in January, the tragic car accident in January being the most prominent. However, some of the issues really aren't. They're just kind of ticky tack things that, that happen with 18 to 22 year old young men who don't make really good decisions. I think all of us can say back when we were that age we didn't make the best decisions either um so i think i think it's overblown in the sense and also some of the the stories that have come out are really just connecting dots that shouldn't be connected so i think the perception of the program isn't necessarily reality um but with that said perception is a lot perception is something that can can really hurt you if you don't handle it correctly so I think right now he's he's handling it okay. He's he's letting uh, some of these issues play out, but I don't think the the systemic program wide problems are as are as dire and serious as maybe they're been being made out to be.
I don't even know if this is possible, Barrett Slade, to, to, to look past Alabama, but Georgia's a, last I looked, a massive favorite. I think they're like plus 240 or plus 220 last I looked uh, to end this season as, as champions. Alabama's right in the mix. Are, are, are people looking past Alabama at all? Is that even possible as long as Nick Saban is the head coach there? I don't think people are looking past them. I, I think that it's more just a recognition that, yeah, Bama's Bama, and Bama can be a monster, but it also has some issues this year, more issues than maybe they're accustomed to having. So I don't think people are looking past Bama. I think it's just more recognition that um, the dynasty is in Athens. It's one state over. It, it is not in Tuscaloosa right now, which is reality. But that doesn't mean Alabama can't get back on top. So I think it's two things. It's one, um, George is drawing, I think, very deserved attention. And two, there are more questions in Alabama than the normal. However, I think here anyway, the sense that we get in Nashville is that um, those questions can be answered. And if there's uh, a coach to answer them, no one's better than Nick Saban. So uh, I don't think they're getting overlooked. You know, the more I think about it, the more I talk to people, I, I kind of think that uh, Alabama will be picked to win the West from uh, from the votes that are cast here at SEC Media Days. I can tell you I will not be voting Alabama to win the West. I think LSU is significantly better right this very moment. Uh, so I don't, but I don't think people are overlooking Bam. I think it's just recognition that there are some issues that that need to be answered, and that's you know that, that that's a little bit more serious and and more significant than than they have been in Tuscaloosa in the past. You mentioned Barrett Salee. LSU and the fact that you really like them. Obviously, they went out. They got Brian Kelly from Notre Dame. That's a big hire in an arms race college football. Getting the right coach, getting a big-time coach is a big deal. On my side of the country, out here at USC, obviously, they're also into the Lincoln-Riley experience, and, and he's done a nice job bringing people in. Easier, obviously, e- easier conference, different situation. What's, the, what's their realistic ceiling for that program at USC this season? I think the, for USC, it is how do you help Caleb Williams out, right? And I think for, for USC, the help for Caleb Williams comes on the other side of the ball. Why, how, do you, how do you take pressure off him? How do you make him, um, you know, understand that you don't have to win 40. You don't have to score 40 to win a game. Because right now, USC has to score 40 points to win a game. Last year... They, aside from, you know, the Oregon State game and maybe a couple others, you know, you needed Caleb Williams to be Superman. And the truth of the matter is that's unfair. That, that's unfair to anybody because but, – but now you go back and watch some of those games. They don't tackle. They flat out don't tackle. It's embarrassing. If you're a USC fan, you should be embarrassed by the fact that your, your defense just – it wasn't sound fundamentally. And I, I think if that changes – then USC can be a, a national power. And it doesn't have to change that much, Bill. They don't have to be good defensively. They just have to be average, even below average, slightly below average. They can't just be awful. They have to be able to tackle. And if that happens, then Caleb can, you know, dial it back a little bit, throttle it down if – He's not having a great game because he's not going to be perfect every game. Nobody is. So I think if, if they can fix the defense, they can contend for a national championship. But that's easier said than done based on what we saw last year. Barrett, obviously we're in a time of massive transition in college sports. USC, UCLA are going to do their thing, but they have an eye on the Big Ten. And this year, Oklahoma and Texas um, – 
will be saying goodbye to their to their conference and transition to the SEC. Now, I am not pretending that the University of Missouri is any of these programs, <laughs> but having national gone there, what I what it, I hear right now is Bill Ryder says that Missouri's winning the national championship. That's oh, all I heard. All I'm saying is, when when Mizzou went to the SEC, I was like, we're screwed. I don't care about the money that pours into our city. I don't care about the new buildings we're going to build. I don't care. I don't care if we win some stupid division for a few years. We're going to get buried in the SEC. And we did. I, I mean, we suck. And I recognize that my athletic department should be marched to a Siberian camp and just, like, abandoned there by the people of Columbia, Missouri. I, rec- I recognize that as a strong fact. So all of that to say this. Uh, look, I know what Oklahoma is, and I know what Texas is, but what is the likelihood that they actually, in five or ten years, are less than happy with this move? I I think they're going to be happy with it when they see that paycheck. Yeah, right? like my program. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, they're going to be perfectly fine with that paycheck. I think the, the biggest thing to me is Texas is coming in, I think, with a a clear vision of what it needs to be. Uh, because of Steve Sarkeesian, he's been in the, the conference. He understands what needs to be done in order to win. You've got to recruit on both lines of scrimmage. You've got to get skill players uh, that are elite. And, and he's done that. Uh, and I don't know if Oklahoma is. And, and I think part of that is because Brent Venables has not, you know, he's done this for, for one year. He's, m- maybe he just is a really good coordinator and not a head coach. We don't know that yet. Uh, but we do know Steve, can, can, Steve Sarkeesian can coach. So, I think for Texas, I, I do think they'll probably win an SEC within a decade. Uh, that's a long time. But I think they'll probably win the SEC within a decade. I don't know if Oklahoma can do that uh, with Brent Venables. So I, I think that all of that, after saying all of that, they'll still look at their bank accounts and they will be perfectly happy with their move to the SEC because uh, the Big 12 is not going to have – the Big 12 is going to have some money. Don't get me wrong. But it isn't going to be SEC money. It is not going to be Big Ten money. So um, Texas and Oklahoma will be fine. And I do think Texas will be able to contend a lot sooner than Oklahoma. Meanwhile, Mizzou fans, we can concentrate on swimming. Um, uh, Barrett, last, uh, last question for you. I, I just You take this any direction you want, but what is your perspective, your optimism or pessimism on, on Deion Sanders in Colorado and just what, what you think is going to happen in, in that combination? Well, I think – for those of us that are inside college football, 24-7, 365, we know that three wins this year for Dion would be monumental. Um, he doesn't have a roster. Yeah, he's got Travis Hunter. Yeah, he's got Shadur Sanders. But he's only got like 35 scholarship guys, and a lot of them are not very good. Uh, so, And then on top of that, TCU and Nebraska on the schedule to start things off, like that's not it, – it's unrealistic to think that – Dion can contend this year, especially in a Pac-12, Bill, that is going to be really good. You look at the quarterbacks in that league this year, it is awesome. So, the, And then on top of that, I guarantee you that there will be some coaches in that conference that keep their foot on the gas maybe a little bit more than they should in order to make a statement. So if the, if the opinion outside, just from the casual fan, is that Dion's going to potentially make a bowl game? No, absolutely not. That is not something that we should expect. We should expect Dion to at least get a couple of wins and and look competent in some others. That's it. So I think the over-under in Caesars is three and a half. That's something you should go under because I just I, they don't have the roster to compete. And especially in the Pac-12 this year, it's going to be a lot harder than it has been in years past. 
Barrett, great stuff, buddy. And you're in Nashville, right? Which I was told yesterday by Ross Tucker is a must-visit city. I've been everywhere, but I have never been to Nashville. Yeah, so and actually, we went to the Nashville Sounds AAA Stadium and tried to hit 95-mile-an-hour fastballs uh, last night, and that did not go well. Did a single person make contact with a 95-mile-per-hour fastball in a like, like in an effective, not-a-dribbler-I-did-it kind of way? So Darien Oka hit five, including one shot off the L screen and one shot into left field. I hit a dribbler outside the outside the dirt, which was a, a monumental hey, accomplishment. Contact. Chris Doring, Chris Doring, the SEC's leading receiver, all-time leading receiver, didn't even come close to hitting one. I mean, I play baseball to a degree. 95 is, I mean, hell no. I mean, that's. I'm impressed you got your pad on it, buddy. Uh, all right, well, have some, you know, have a good time. Thanks for uh, the perspective, and uh, enjoy the, the Jimbo Petrino uh, show, if any more of that uh, proceeds in the days ahead. It's a circus, man. We love it, but it's a circus. Thanks, Barrett. Appreciate you, bud. All right. See you, man. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 